Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. What's up, Coastline Church? Uh, this is Brian Nichols, um, the lead pastor, and I'm here with today's guest, which has been the same guest for the past three weeks now, my lovely wife, Erica. Say hi, Erica. Hello. And, um, you know, we're, com- we're, we're doing this on the heels of what's been the COVID-19 crisis here in 2020. Uh, we've been in, uh, what is it, spring, headed yep. towards summer, uh, which uh, we're, we're almost there. And, you know, so we've been having some difficulties, obviously in life, everyone has some, uh, you know, tensions have become high. And uh, along the same time, Eric and I, we celebrated nine years together as husband and wife, um, right as all this is happening. Uh, and we just so happen to be doing some counseling with a young couple who's getting married here in what, like a couple of days, right? Uh, next week. Next week, which reminds me, I got to try on my suit for that. Yes. Um, but, um. But no, so as we've been going through this in our life, we thought, man, this is a great opportunity to discuss marriage in general. So we've done this four-part series. So if you're catching this now, on, you know, this is your first one in, you could actually look back at previous ones and get catch up to date. Uh, but there's been <clears throat> a few things that we've talked about along the way. Can you give us a quick recap, Erica? Yeah, so the first week we talked about conflict resolution. And so... In the conflict resolution, a lot of people think that the main reasons people get divorced are, you know, kids or money or whatever, but it's actually a lack of conflict resolution. So the first week we talked about how important it is to resolve your conflicts, have communication as the key, and um, really just managing expectations so everyone is clear about everything. Yeah, because the majority of reasons why people get divorced are not because they have a problem. It's because they have a problem that they cannot resolve. Correct. Uh, The second week we talked about kids and uh, whatever stage of life you might find yourself in with kids. It's an important aspect, having kids. Yes, yes. Last week we talked about money um, as our third week and just finding a coach is important, communicating is important, um, and not making it number one in your life um, is also important. And so what are we talking about this week, Brian? Today is the sex talk. And so, you know, as we've been going through these different things, you know, you get kids, money and sex are always uh, kind of the big three that you've got to have conversation about that that can uh, result in tension if not managed properly. And so, you know, one of the things that we do and when we do pre-marriage counseling is we have one week where we just talk about different aspects of sex it's not so much like a how-to guide correct because it's not biology right and i think you guys can probably figure that out yeah and i would say even if you're listening to this like you know there this is not like a pg this is not any type of higher rating or whatever like that we're not saying hey watch out your little ears like we're gonna say sex but that's about it you know the other stuff um you probably know how it all works and um and yeah so we're gonna talk about um, some key things when it come that, that we believe when it comes to sex, specific in marriage, uh, that should be 
uh, you know, key key points, you know, things that we should uh, watch out for or look into, things that we should have conversations about, um, you know, before or after um, or even even during, mm-hmm. you know, sex. And it's kind of one of those things that like, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where in church world, sex is not easy to talk about or hear from because we've had this whole mentality uh, that, um, you know, it's it's something that's supposed to be done in private, which which it is supposed to be done in private. <laughs> right. But, you know, we act like none of us think about it. None of us uh, have done it before. No, one, right. none of us are dealing with issues or anything like that. Or we, sex is bad. Yeah. We just which leads us to point number one. Right. Right. Which so, is which is sex is good. Yes. Right. We're not just talking about the quality of sex. Uh, if you're married and you're having sex, I, I hope the quality is good. Um, which we're, stop real quick. I want to do a little cameo. You and I are definitely not sex therapists. No, we're not at all. Um, we are husband and wife. We've had we've had two kids, so we've had sex at least yes. twice. Yeah. Um, and uh, but uh, but there's people out there that you know, you, you might be in need of a therapist and there's some great people out there. And uh, we're always pointing p- people towards uh, uh, Open Doors Counseling Network in these podcasts yeah. because they're professionals. Um, and so whatever you're dealing with, if this is something that's beyond just these tools that we can hand you, uh, then seek professional help because yeah. it's definitely useful. Yeah. So sex is good. Why are we talking about sex is good? Well, sex is good because God said it's good. Yeah, <laughs> is the first thing. Um, I think a lot of people, like you said, you kind of prefaced this before by saying that as a Christian culture, we've kind of like put this black cloud over sex. You know, before you get married, don't have sex. Well, then people get married and then they still have this mindset of sex is bad. And you know, it's actually something that we experience and what by we i mean i experienced when we got married you know it was drilled into my head that sex is bad sex is a sin outside of marriage and so when i went to have sex with my husband i you still feel bad afterwards yeah for years yeah. And we really struggled through this there's this where, like sense of shame where yeah. you're like my gosh why i'm doing this this is this is wrong this isn't something i should be doing right you know and i think that's probably you know churches over the years uh, have you know set up these guardrails in life where rather than discussing the dangers or communicating tough conversations, uh, they just ghost it. Yeah, like hey, they don't Lord, talk is, about it. This is bad. We don't talk about it. Right. They push um, it under the rug. And that's not you know that's not how sex should be. That's not that's not how God created sex to be. Right. God right. created sex. Uh, sex is something that's supposed to be happening between a husband uh, and a wife. Yep. And uh, sex is good. It it should be good in quality, but it should also it is also a good act. Um, and uh, I know emotionally, you know, it took. How did how did you deal with this thought process that sex is bad, and how did you resolve it? I'm not really sure. Yeah, uh, it took years, and it yeah. took time, and it took a lot of conversations between you and I of just reassuring one another. Well, really, you reassuring me that you know sex is good, and really just studying the Bible and knowing what God says about sex. You know, there's pretty much a whole book of the Bible um, dedicated to sex in the Book of Song of Solomon, but all throughout the Bible, you know, God is talking about how 
important it is and how good it is between a husband and a wife. So I think really just studying it, and I know it seems weird to pray about sex. Yeah, why not? But if it's something that you're really struggling through mentally, I would challenge you and encourage you to do that. Yeah. Um, and that's what I did and to ultimately overcome. But it took several years for me. And, you know, I would say that if you are really struggling through that, I would encourage you to also seek professional help. Um, I wish, yeah, I wish we would have had someone to talk to. You yeah. know, we didn't we didn't have any coaches. We didn't have anyone that we were in a relationship close enough with that we could be that open to, um, you know, which which is unfortunate. So with us, it was time. It just took time. Right. That doesn't have to be how it is with everyone. Right. You know, I, I would bet there's a lot of people out there uh, that you might be listening to this and you might have been married for 10, 15 years and you still have that feeling right. that like, man, I, I don't want to have sex because sex is bad. Right? right. It might be one of those things where it's like it might even be a, a, a place of frustration between you and your spouse because of it. Yeah. Uh, and I want to set people free to say like, to understand like. Man, sex is sex is a good thing. Yeah, and you just, and sometimes we don't you don't have time. You know what I mean? Time may be running out to yep. where you really need to get some professional help. And I know, um, you know, for people that have had maybe some sexual abuse in their past or whatever, yep. it's that's also a huge issue. Um, and it's it's okay to talk to somebody about it. And I think once you do, you'll feel like Brian said, free. Yeah. So sex is point number one is sex is good. Um, it should be good. Um, uh, you know, the, which the, I, I wanted to, I want to use a word that's, you know, I feel like kids are using right now, like fire. They say everything, you know, when it's as good as fire, man, right? Sex is, sex should be fire. Yeah. Um, which leads me to point number two, Yeah. which is, do you know what point number two is? Sex Se- is a tool. Sex is a tool. Okay. Sex is a tool. So, um, what, how do we, how do we view sex as a tool or how is sex a tool in, in our life? Well, you kind of always talk about it as oil in the car, right? Why don't yep. you explain that metaphor? Yeah. So, you know, if uh, I, I learned a little bit about uh, mechanics and stuff growing up with a dad that was hands on and uh, worked on cars all the time. And one thing I know about engines, which is the thing that propels a motor a car forward, is that uh, there's metal on metal. There's friction that happens and uh, there's uh pressure and tension and everything that can can that can make things go wrong in the motor if you don't have oil in it right, right? um and so you know, specifically for uh marriage like a husband and wife coming together um two lives becoming one that's not easy you know there's i mean even this morning we're doing this podcast but you know uh, a few uh minutes ago eric and i are having a moment of tension where we're having a heated conversation conversation about washing machines and dryers and everything else like that. Um, You know, and that stuff can kind of build up. And uh, I believe that, um, you know, one of the things that one of the reasons why God created sex was not just because of, you know, for procreation's sake, you know, it's he created sex because he understood that man, when two become one, uh, when you add this, this element of sex, there's an opportunity that like, it becomes oil for the relationship where therefore like all the little things that would be, you know, stuff that you don't like about me that, uh, you know, would be frustrating and yeah. cause you pain or what, like all of a sudden it's like, okay, well things are a little bit easier to, to take on now. Things are, um, he's a little bit easier to deal with. And then the same, this, the, the same way, uh, the other way is just, uh, when you add sex into the relationship, there's a, there's a spiritual aspect, but there's a part, there's aspect where it allows things 
to go just a little bit a little bit smoother yeah and so with that i want to say that sex is you know we talk about sex as a tool but it's also not a weapon um where i think you know in the past and i i don't want to call out women but i want to say probably sounds like you just called out women well i would say it applies to women more than it applies to men and by meaning sex is a weapon withholding sex or using it as a manipulation tool or whatever um you know to like punish your husband or your you know whatever that's not what sex is and I wouldn't I would strongly advise against yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's it should be a tool that's used for connecting and bringing things closer and allowing things to work easier. Um, but it's not a tool that you use to just get your way. Right. Right. Um, right. You know, which brings you back to like unity's sake. You know, if if we're in this together, uh, right, part of my responsibility is to um, fulfill your needs in this area and the same thing for you to me. Uh, when we turn it into a weapon, it turns into how do I get what I want from this? Right. It becomes like a selfish thing. Yeah, which creates separation. Right. And that we know it can be dangerous. Or sometimes, you know, I know women like uh, if your spouse has hurt you. I'm only speaking from women because I am one. Can't speak to men because I'm not a man. But, you know, sometimes when your spouse lets you down or disappoints you or hurts your feelings in some way, it's like then the only weapon we have back is sex and i want to just like i said advise you against that and you're thinking that way because um it's not a weapon and it's a tool for greater good yeah and so with that i should probably also call out men uh, to understand that like sex isn't just something for you to be gratified with you know it's not about it, it anytime i think if we look at sex as just what the one person needs over the other person i think we're getting outside the boundaries of what sex should be right? and and the purpose of it. And no man ever died from a lack of sex. Man, yeah, I've come so close. So far, so far in the records, <laughs> the history books have showed us That's that funny. no man has ever died from a lack of sex. That's funny. Um, yeah, sex is a tool. Another, you know, I, I refer to sex as oil, but it's also, uh, I've heard a great re- uh, illustration from um, uh, a guy that I used to connect with. He said that sex is... Uh, like fire yeah and um you know which will kind of get us into um these next aspects but you think of like a fire in a fire pit you know around a campsite man it's a tool right it can be used for great things it can uh, bring warmth to Mm -hmm. a relationship right it can uh cause things to happen that you know you know you cook food on a fire and stuff like that right you can you can use it make babies you know um there but it needs to be inside of that uh, marriage aspect because just like the fire pit if you get that fire outside of the fire pit it can cause harm and damage and uh, can really be uh, wreak destruction yeah havoc i was gonna say destruction (laughs) it can be destructive so um but yeah so sex is oil sex is fire um and is not a weapon right and like eric said no man died from lack of sex so um which leads us to uh part number three which is what it's good sex requires good communication this is kind of back to the first part of you know that sex is good you know the reason why many people have taken this as this mentality that sex is a bad thing or sex is negative 
there's because of a lack of communication, right? right? Or there's been just this, there's one, one thing communicated and then like no other details or aspects of it. Right. It's the same thing that can happen in our, in marriages, right? Right. And that's kind of like the theme of all these points of all these weeks leading up is communication is key in everything, but especially when it comes to sex. Yeah. Which it's hard thing to talk about because if you thought that sex was bad and then your husband or wife comes to talk to you about sex, it's like, uh, we can't talk about that because I've right. never talked about that my whole life. Right. And anytime I talked about it, I felt like I was bad. So I'm definitely not going to talk about it with you type thing. But communication is key, you know, when it comes to uh, the the frustration of of whatever that you're having uh, when it comes to sex. So you're making a weird face, but I'm not sure what it means. Because I'm trying to read your notes and I have absolutely no idea. All right, what so the first thing here. I said is honesty. You know, oh, okay. you got to be honest. Now so, I see it. Okay. So one of the things with sex is you got to be honest with your spouse, right? Yes. Um, you know, there's uh, there's things that um, each one of you likes and the other one doesn't like or um, things that work and doesn't work. And for everyone, it's completely different. Right. But you got to have communication, right? Yes. Um, The risk of being too transparent. um, uh, Eric and I had communication uh, a few weeks ago about something that um, I've done in this intimate act for the past nine years. (laughs) Yes. And after nine years, Erica felt comfortable with me uh, to say, hey, I don't really care for that. Right. Which was funny because I was like, well, the only reason I was doing it is because I thought you liked it. Right. But because we had no communication, it was just all over the place. Right. You know, so communication it can be is, is a healthy tool when it comes to sex. Right. You got to be um, you got to be transparent with one another. You got to be open. You got to be honest. You got to uh, help things along and you got to kind of push through um the uncomfortable. The, the uncomfortable awkwardness part of sex. But you know what? Here's the thing. That's the part that brings people closest together, right? Yeah. So the the one thing that you and I share with each other that no one else sees about it is our sex life, right? right? It's something that you and I create and handle and we can talk about it. And it's just for, it's just for you and me. It's no one else. And that in itself creates like an intimacy thing. You yes. know, I, I think that's another reason why we, we try to push... Um, um, abstinence uh, when it comes to sex, you know, before marriage. Sex is something that bec- that should happen inside of marriage. And the reason why I think it, it's important is because you have this thing of like, imagine if like there was no sharing of any of that except for with your spouse. Right. I think it creates that bond so incredibly, incredibly more. Um, so, anyways, you got to talk. You got to be honest. You got to be transparent with one another. Um, you know, sometimes you got to have a uh, a pre-game meeting and a post-game meeting, yeah. right? What, yeah. Okay, let's get together. What do we do right? What do we do wrong? Let's, right. Um, you know, let's figure some stuff out. And then this is probably the biggest one. This is the biggest one for um, when it comes to um, you know pre-marriage counseling. But it's still you know it's still something that we talk about today. But that's expectations. Yes. Right. So why are expectations big? Well. I think I said it in the very first podcast that we did on the marriage series, but expectations uh, lead to resentments. So if you're not voicing your expectations of what you expect your sex life to be like or what you're desiring out of your partner, um, then you're going to be resentful. And resentment can build and build and build, lead to unforgiveness and lead kind of you in a stray place where it, it might be hard to come back from that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 
Um, so what are some expectations, you know, to, I don't want to be too transparent where you get like, uh, <laughs> you know, we get, uh, you know, uncomfortable talking about it. And, you know, there's some things that we should, we're just keeping with ourselves, obviously, in this. But was there expectations in our marriage that in the beginning yeah. we did not manage correctly? I would say so. So when we first got married, I think frequency was. Uh, oh, a, I thought we were. I thought we were having sex every day, all day, every couple, day, couple, yeah, you know, four or five times a day. You know, I thought this was this is great. This is the best thing ever. Getting married is the best thing ever happened to me. Yeah, that's and not I, quite what happened. I no, because I don't think that uh, my expectations were the same. So I don't really know what my expectations were, but they definitely were not to have sex all day, every day, like yours were. Yeah. So I think there guys we wanna, had- Guys are like, my expectation to have sex every day. Girls' expectations are like, I want to have sex every October. Oh my gosh, you know, yeah. I'm just, that's, we're being facetious with that. Right, but, it's a joke. But like, if you don't talk about it- Right, you don't know what your partner is expecting. So for us, um, this might be, I don't know, a little too it. transparent, but care. we have a two date rule. Yep. So. Every two days, that's our rule. Um, we don't let you know two days go by without um, having sex. Yep. So, and, and then once we put that rule into place, I felt like we had so much better, clear expectations. We communicated and communication our, yeah, we with each other. Out. We knew because before that, we were kind of like flailing around as far as like, well, I thought it was like once a week. Brian thought it was every day, all day. So you know, it was like yeah. you know, we really kind of came to like. You know, now sometimes things happen, whatever, you can get off the schedule, but talk with your partner. See if you're struggling through that where one person has a different expectation than the other, then give it a try. See if a, so, ske a, a schedule or a calendar can help you with yeah, that. No, seriously. But here, so here's the thing. You were joking about guys' expectation is like every day or whatever. Yeah. A girl's expectation on the flip side would be like, I, I need romance, which you do need romance, yes. right? Romance has got to happen. Yes. Uh, and should be. And that's for a different podcast. We should talk about that. Yeah. But uh, it's really hard that uh, if you're going to ha have romance every time you have sex, like especially when you get two kids and a couple jobs right. and, and COVID-19 is going on in the world. Right. Right. I mean, that which well, COVID-19, that's a different. You know, everyone's not working. So you're probably having having a lot more sex. But yeah. um, or no opportunity to have it. But the, the punchline is like you've got to manage each other's expectations. Yes. Right. There's a chance that uh, you're not going to go out on a date, get flowers and a, and you know pretty jewelry right. every time to, before you have sex. Romance can be different for everyone, though. It is. You know, if yeah. you look through your five love languages, you know, minor quality times and and acts of service. So I don't necessarily need the flowers, but I, you know, you taking out the trash might. I'll might take do, out that trash, baby. Do it enough for I'll me there. Yeah. Fill my love cup right Eric up. I really likes it when I edge the yard. That's, so yeah. I'm going to edge that yard That's every a big time. deal. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So manage expectations. All that only happens through communication. Yes. You got to communicate. Uh, which then leads to the last part, which is boundaries are important. Yes. Uh, and I think boundaries. you got to communicate about boundaries, right? You got to communicate beforehand. If you haven't communicated, you got to talk about it. Now that's going to kind of help manage expectations. Uh, one of the things that we specific, specifically want to talk about in this is pornography yes. as a boundary. And I think that that connects well with the previous point because there's so much, there's so many, uh, many of the expectations that people have today when it comes to sex are based off of what they've seen in pornography, Correct. right? Yeah. Um, and the stats are just, I mean, they're mind blowing for, 
as far as like who and how many and frequency of when it comes to the watching yeah. uh, of porn. And so, you know, for Erica and I, we've talked uh, extensively in the past of that, you know, that's one of the things that the uh, is outside of the ring of fire, right? Yes. So if we're gonna keep the fire inside the fire pit, that's something that's out, right? right. Sex is between a husband and a wife, uh, and that is not considered, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's not inside that that ba- that boundary. That's something that is uh, is outside, and so that's something we're gonna stay away from, right? There's uh, also part that when it comes to uh, like other people, you know, there's there's I don't want to get too too crazy into uh, details with that type of stuff, but there's a lot of things out there that people are experiencing with, and even with their uh, their their husband or their wife or adding people or extra people, and that's something that we're pretty clear of that is outside of the boundaries of what should be happening inside of marriage. Right. And so when it comes to these things, you know, Eric and I have a policy that like, hey, I mean, this is an aspect of our lives that we're sharing with each other. We don't share with anybody else. Right. Right. Now, that does not mean like you can't spice things up. Right. Right. You got to have a conversation about that and what one person likes and what uh, a different couple likes. That's their thing, right? And there's nothing. There's no one that's going to say, uh, come in and say, "Hey, what you're doing is is wrong," or "The way you're doing this is wrong." It's kind of like uh, when you're raising your kids. The way that some people parent and the way that we parent are going to be completely different, and yes. that's okay. Yes. Doesn't mean it's right and wrong. Yeah. So. Oh well, I was just going to say, when it comes to pornography, I think you know a couple reasons, like Brian said, of why you don't want to bring it in. I mean, first of all, there's all these statistics, and if you just research pornography as when it comes to a mental state, you know, it actually says that it burns the image into your brain um, when you watch pornography. And so therefore, when you're having sex with your spouse, you're probably recalling those burned images into your brain. And now you're bringing that back into your bedroom. Um, You know, it's an astounding number, like Brian said, of people addicted to pornography. But you also have to think like if you um, do watch pornography. The thing is, the world says it's okay. The world says it's free. It's here. It's everywhere. Everyone watches porn. Why are you not watching porn? But I think, you know, Jesus tells us to be, you know, not of this world, just in the world. And so it's important to put those boundaries on your marriage specifically because you're bringing other people into your marriage bed when you are watching pornography. Yeah. And I would say, you know, look some look up some stats and stuff like that. It's astounding to see the difference and uh you know marriage quality yes. uh, when it comes to those two aspects of you know people that are you know keeping that that sex aspect between just their husband and their wife mm-hmm. uh, or the people that are outside of it you know the people that uh, whether it's porn or, or or other things that they're allowing in that they shouldn't be allowing in uh, but you know that stuff changes those numbers drastically yeah and ultimately uh, it turns into this thing where, uh, you know, it's not a unification thing. It's not you leaning on one another. It's you leaning on on something else. Right. And, and anytime you do that, there's a chance for division to happen. There's a chance for uh, separation yeah. uh, to happen. And ultimately, there's a chance for that to continue to grow. And the next thing you know, you're you know filing divorce paperwork. Right. Um, but I think it's one of those things that you've got to you've got to talk about and you've got to discuss now before you get into. Um, before we get into problems, you know, with all this stuff, um, you know, one of the things I'm actually working on currently right now is, 
Uh, I'm doing a sermon series starting uh, this week called, um, oh, I just, it's not called Boundaries, it's called Guardrails. Yeah. Uh, but it's talking about like those things in your life that you know you need to discuss and have in place that will keep you from dangerous things happening, yeah. right? Um, and and sex is just the same way. You know, you've got to sit, set up some stuff with your spouse uh, and figure out like, hey, you know what? This is where destruction lies. Right. This is where this is where pain and heartache can occur. We need to set up a guardrail before that. Yeah. We need to have clear. Um, you know, we we don't need. Uh, you know, a gray line. We need to have something that says, "Hey, this is where uh, the, the the guardrail is, and this is how we're going to protect our family." I miss anything? I don't think so. Sweet. So, four parts is sex is good. It is good. Should be good. Um, sex is a tool. It's not a weapon. Um, you should use the tool to bring each other closer together and help each other. Um, it's a, it, it's an expression of love, mm-hmm. most definitely. Um, Good sex requires good communication. Yep. Talk about it. Push through the awkward. And if, you, if you'll if you do that a couple times, it'll get easier and easier. I promise you, it'll get better. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and then uh, healthy sex requires boundaries. Yep. And so set those boundaries, set those guardrails in place. Um, if you have any questions about any of this stuff, um, you're welcome to reach out to us on email. Uh, Brian at CoastlineNSB.com. Erica's is Erica at CoastlineNSB.com. Uh, we would love to be able to help out if we can. Um, again, we'll continue to push for uh, and be advocates for uh, uh, Open Doors Counseling Network. Yeah. Uh, they get a great group, great, fantastic group of counselors uh, that can help you and, and help you out confidentially yep. um, and give you the tools that you require to uh, make forward, this a better yeah. aspect of your life. Yeah. So we uh we have these transparent conversations we talk about this today because we love you guys uh because uh we've seen where this has been an area of tension and and stress with us unfortunately a long time we've just had to figure it out and let time yeah. be the thing um that that helps us and we want better for you guys and so we're just trying to trying to love on you and help you out a little bit and so hope you got something out of this um if there's anything we do hit us up on email and uh this has been a coastline podcast. We believe that for our church, for our family, and for you that the best is yet to come. We'll see y'all next week. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.